Midway, Indiana, W286CM, available in HD, broadcasting from the 99%Approved.com studio. Go, drop in. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Starts now on the new hot 100.9, Indy's hip-hop station. Hold up. Good Sunday morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live at 8 o'clock on Sunday the 19th on 106.7 WTLC and the new Hot 100.9. Good to be with you. Got a good show for you this morning, as we always do. I would like to hear from you. 317-239-1009. We'll open up the phone lines later in the show, but this morning we'll start by trying to finish out all of our interviews with the candidates for mayor of Indianapolis. We are down to the final three interviews that we have to do. We'll do one of them today with Bob Kern. You've met Bob before. He's come on the show as he was a candidate for other offices, including previously Senate District 46. Now, uh, he's going to make another attempt to run for mayor of Indianapolis as a Democrat. The field is crowded, so we'll talk to him, get to know him, see how he plans to stand out. He's got folks like uh, the mayor, Joe Hogsett, Robin Shackelford, Larry Vaughn, and a couple others who are standing in his way. So how does he plan to stand out? We'll talk with him, and you can ask your questions of Bob Kern coming up. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. And then we will uh, close out the show with open lines, just talking to you, seeing what is on your mind as we begin another week, which, by the way, it is snowing again. It snowed overnight, so when you walk outside, um, there's snow on the ground. There's, like, actual snow on the ground. It's sticking on the roads. There's not a lot of snow. But Old Man Winter is going out with a bang, baby, one last time. Today is the last day of winter, uh, the last full day of winter. Spring begins Monday afternoon at about 5.24 in the afternoon. So the last full day of winter is here with snow. 317-239-1009. That'll be the number you use today to talk to Bob Kern, and then we'll have open lines in just a little bit. But without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Bob Kern in. Again, this is not Bob's uh, first rodeo with running for political office. He's run uh, multiple times before, but I do believe this is his first time running for mayor of Indianapolis. We talked to Bob last year. Uh, ahead of the uh, pre- the last election when he was running for Senate District uh, 46, the seat uh, won by Andrea Hunley uh, for a um, uh, obviously a position at the State House. So he wants to go from one side of Market Street to the other side of Market Street to the City County Building for the job that sits on the 25th floor of the building. That's the mayor's office. Why does he want to do it? We'll ask him right now. Bob Kern joins us on our live line. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am awesome. And how are my voters out there and listeners? Everybody <laughs> is uh, dealing with this uh, this last bust of snow that we've got here, 17 degrees. And I think a lot of your voters would appreciate it if you had the power to make it warmer. But I don't know that you have that, <laughs> that role. You know, um, we have the power. Because we have a we have a great man who died for all of our sins. You know, Jesus controls everything. Well, 
We'll see if uh, if he doesn't answer the prayers that have already come through, because I know people are praying for warmth. So why does Bob Kern want to be mayor of Indianapolis? Well, I want to be mayor of Indianapolis because, uh, number one, uh, I, I want to be able to serve people, um, to give people a choice, um, to allow people to see who they are. Um, I was doing some research last night and, and I, I came to look at the, um, oh, what is it? The constitution of the United States and nowhere in the constitution does it talk about being a career politician. And I don't want to be a career politician. I just want to be able to, uh, serve, uh, the people and, uh, help them with uh, where they want to, you know, where they want to be. Um, you know, the city is, the city is in a, is in bad shape right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just, you know, not nothing, not just physically is it in bad shape, but uh, spiritually, mentally, in, in every capacity, our city is in and it's just devastated. Um, you know, we have roads that have been that look like we have been in a a, a a war. We have crime running rampant in the city. Uh, we have people who don't have place to lay their head. Um, there's there's so many things, you know, that we can talk about, um, but that's the problem. We're not talking about those things. And so what makes me different about the candidate is that the other candidates is that I want to be able to have a discussion um, about uh, what they want and you know, like how they see the city of Indianapolis and and where the and, and where they want it to go. Um, you know, and and not being a career politician to to do that. Uh because you know uh politics these these political offices that we have, they weren't created to be, uh, uh, they weren't created. It, it's like a marriage. When someone gets married, there's changes in the marriage. Um, you know, some are good, some are bad. I'm not saying that people get divorced, what they do. But, you know, some uh, things are good and some are bad. Um, you know, you know, good changes. But, you know, people stay together 30 to 40 years um, in those changes. But in politics, there is no changes. Um, and, and there's, you know, like people can stay in office for 30 to 50 years. And that's why we have the issues that we do. We've had people, nasty, evil people, back in the 20s who sat on the bench, who were politicians, who created laws that we have today. 
um, that have that has that have given us a mindset that a lot of people have today. And I'm talking about the KKK. Um, there's so many crazy, uh, evil things in this world, but I believe together we can overcome because we are overcomers. So, Bob, what what makes you uh, stand out? You've got a lot of people who are running uh, on the Democrat side along with yourself. You've got Joe Hogshead, who's obviously the incumbent mayor. Uh, Cliff Marcelingo, who I who I don't actually know yet. Uh, Greg Merriweather dropped out of the race. We talked to him last week. You've got Robin Shackelford, and you've got a frequent listener of this show, Larry Vaughn. All of those folks are on the ticket um, for May. How do you plan to stand out against them? Well, I'm approachable uh, where most of these people are not approachable. And I relate um, to uh, the people. Now, I can say that Larry Vaughn is approachable and he relates to people um, that he's you know, wanting to serve, just like me is the same. And after meeting Cliff, I believe Cliff is the same way. Now, the other two, uh, no. They're in it for themselves. Uh, I'm not self-centered. I'm not, a, I'm not about myself. I'm about the city. I'm about the people. So what sets me uh, out before anything is that I put people first. You talked about crime a second ago. And you said it's running rampant. This is a, a topic that just about every candidate has uh, laid into. How does Bob Kern fix the crime in Indianapolis? Well, you know, we don't have a crystal ball to even know where, um, you know, where the, you know, where the next homicide is going to be. So the only thing that there's only a few things that I know that we can do, and that is by uniting the community with the police department and having them get to a common ground with through a discussion, a conversation. And we need to add um, 500 police officers, if not a little more, in those high crime areas that we find uh, crime where people have been, uh, you know, killed, uh, raped, robbed, uh, and other things. Um, but not just regular police officers. We also need, um, what I'd like to do is change it up a little bit. And I'm, my administration will be looking for people that have a background uh, that want to be a police officer in uh, mental health, where um, if some if if a police officer is uh, at a situation where he or she is reaches somewhere and it's and it's a uh, somebody that has a mental illness and they don't know what to do. Usually what people, you, you know, the police do, they, they don't know what to do. They, they, they react and they do everything. 
uh, worse than what they're supposed to. And I want to make sure that we go in and do what we're doing and know what we're doing um, because we even have responders uh, in case of an overdose or something who, uh, when someone says, oh, somebody overdosed, they immediately call the police. That's the first responder, and that's not how it should be. Uh, it should be the first responder should be ambulance, uh, paramedics, and then police. But uh, I think by adding about 500 police officers um, and also adding a good uh, community board of the people uh, that oversee the police department. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. We're on the air this morning with Bob Kern. He's one of one, two, three, four. He's one of five Democrats total that are running for mayor of Indianapolis. The election is coming up on Tuesday, May 2nd. And so we're asking Bob Kern, how's he plan to stand out against this crowded field? And Bob, I'm going to further ask now, you know, if you do make it through the May 2nd primary and you were to become the Democratic candidate, could you beat John L. Couch on the Republican side or Reverend James Jackson or Abdul Hakim Shabazz or uh, Jefferson Shreve? Could you beat them in a general election this November? It's really not about beating somebody. It's about um, having uh, the right mindset um, and the best way to uh, get to a situation for the voter to make sure that all the, you know, what I'm focused on, I'm not focused on those you know, those opponents, I'm focused on uh, the people. Um, I'm not going to allow them to, uh, I'm not going to allow any of the candidates, whether Democrat or Republican, uh, for me to focus on doing the people's job. And not my job, but the people's job. We need to come together. We need to unite. And uh, the only way we can do this is by working together. Uh, well, I will say that uh, you do have to beat them to get to the next office. I, You know, you said it's about the mindset, but you do have to beat them. And, you know, it's part of the determining well, who you're going to be. Determining who you're going to. determining who you're going to vote for in November, you know, you got to look at, okay, who's the strongest candidate in May to win in November. You don't want to give your vote to somebody uh, in May if they can't win in November. Well, I don't want to be arrogant because I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not built that way, but I'm not really too worried about the Republican party um, and the candidates they have. Because, um, quite honestly, I think the GOP has stacked the deck where um, they put opponents in there that um, that are just going to go with the system or uh, don't have a way to win. Um, I've met Mr. Couch. He's a really great guy. Uh, you know, he has some good issues. 
I've made, I've met Mr. Jackson. He's pretty good guy. I've met Shreves. He's not, he's not what I thought, uh, or he's not come out yet. And, uh, this last, uh, forum that we had, I wasn't yet impressed. I'm sure he's got a lot to say, but I wasn't impressed. Um, and uh, and he's supposed to be the GOP pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. On the air this morning with Bob Kern. Bob, um, as we uh, get, get closer to May, what will be the first thing um, that you address if, if elected mayor? Oh, the first thing, gosh, there's, there's two things that are – that would be on my list. That's All right, really give me the two. important. So I can say the two. You can say the two. Go ahead. The top two are uh, the crime, uh, you know, the homicide rate by adding the police officers. And the second one is fixing our roads, uh, fixing the potholes and the craters. Now, we've talked a lot about that on the show. You know, it's, it's all about that funding formula that doesn't give big cities enough money to uh, to take care of their roads. So that leads me into this question. You know, you would have to work with folks at the other end of the state house, at the other end of Market Street at the state house to get uh, the funding formula changed, among other things. So could you, as the Democratic mayor of Indianapolis, how do you plan to work with uh, the Republican majority at the state house, which um, – has no problem and is now having a, a a increasingly long list of bills that they like to propose that are specifically uh, to control or block things from happening in Indianapolis. Well, um, if I have to, I mean, you know, m- me, my, my like, what I think we need to do is we need to um, to first. Um, not look at each other like we're uh, Republicans and Democrats, but look at each other like we're human beings and that we have a common goal. And that is the people to do good by the people. Um, the uh, proven fact is, is that the roads are very bad. And not only does it, uh, the roads affect, um, you know, driving it also could cause a death by hitting a pedestrian, or it could put a small business or a business out of business because nobody wants to go where there's a pothole. And by working as a bipartisan, working with people, and my thing is I'm, I'm in the legal field, and if you don't want to work with me, there are ways that I can make you work with me. And if that means I have to file a lawsuit against the state of Indiana to do the right thing and get these roads fixed, because quite honestly, um, if you get in your car and you drive uh, out of the city and you're like approaching another county, or if you're just on another part of the city, like uh, like Geist, 
Avon, things like that, um, or Hancock County, you know, Hancock County, um, all these border counties, they are um, where the money is, especially Hamilton County. They have the great roads. They have, you know, all the all the beautiful roundabouts. Uh, you know, they have uh, the money it takes to make sure that crime is deterrent. Um, but you know, you know, we just have to go after uh, that money. And as a mayor, I have to be. Um, I have I I have to be diligent, and I have to be if I, if I have to be forceful uh, to to get my point across, then I'll have to be forceful to get my point across. Bob, because Bob, tell me as because we're getting ready to run out of time here. Got to hit a commercial break. How can people learn more about Bob Kern? Well, I'm on Facebook, and. Um, and all they have to do is just look under Bob Kern. Uh, I have a page. I also have a personal uh, Facebook too, and they can reach out there if they want to, you know, talk with me one on one, or they can call me at three one seven six zero two eight seven three eight. All right, Bob Kern, who has run one of a number of Democrats running for the mayor spot of Indianapolis. Uh, We've talked to Bob before, and uh, it's good to have Bob back to talk to him about his run for mayor. Bob Kern, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. All right, we've got to pay some bills. 317-239-1009. It is now time to open the phone lines. It is now open lines time. Call me, 317-239-1009. What is on your mind? What's going on in your area, your street? What does Indianapolis need to know? Now is the time. Pick up the phone. I'm going to press a button here. Clear the phone lines. The phone lines are ready. 317-239-009. When we come back, it's open lines. On a Sunday morning, I'm Cameron Riddle. We're back in three minutes. is Indy's favorite Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. Welcome back to Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Moodle, coming to you live on this Sunday morning. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. That's the number to get on our live line. We're talking to you. We're having open lines. What's on your mind? Let us know. Let us, let's just chat. You now be the guest. You now be the co-host. And uh, get us through. Get us started on this beginning of the week, which has started with snow. It's the end of winter. Spring starts tomorrow. So it's a start of a new. Hey, we're watching for some breaking news uh, here this morning. Yesterday morning, uh, the former president, Donald Trump, tweeted that he's expected, he's expecting that he will be arrested on Tuesday. That news broke 
uh, literally this time yesterday, 24 hours. If you were watching me on Fox 59 yesterday morning, then you know uh, when that happened. And since then, there have been no further updates. Continuing to watch, there's been no indication um, that an arrest is coming. We know that it's possible. We knew that it was possible before uh, the president said that he was expecting to be arrested on Tuesday. And so now we are watching to see what happens. He has, uh, in that same tweet, told folks to protest. And so we will see what happens. Uh, we do know that New York City was already planning some uh, security measures at the courthouse uh, in the event that they would need to. So we are still waiting to find out if they will truly need to. But obviously, uh, the former president, Donald Trump, has heard something uh, enough that he believes he's going to be arrested on Tuesday. Again, still no confirmation on that, why he believes that and if that will happen. But if it does, uh, this will be absolutely huge as no former president has ever uh, been indicted on charges. Uh, so we will see what happens. This should be could be might be a very very interesting and historic week that's just one of the things that we're looking forward to a lot happening uh in this previous week but what's on your mind that's just one thing that's uh that we're on the watch for 317-239-1009 we're going to open up the phone lines and chat with you caller on line one good morning who's this yes my name is Loretta Stewart. hi good morning good morning and i'm in a situation um the people that have been online talking about the mayor, the prosecutor, and the FBI. I reported some things that happened, and I'm still being harassed. And they diagnosed me at the mental hospital saying I was crazy, and I got right out that I wasn't crazy. And I want the world to know that what I'm telling and what I got proof of is the truth, and I need some help for somebody to listen to me and see what I got on my cameras and everything. Well, have you hired a lawyer or an investor, a I'm private black. investigator? I ain't got no money. I'm poor. I'm homeless in my car now from the situation that I was in. And still, will nobody listen to me or look at my proof what I got that has happened. Well, you know, you can reach out to some of the uh, free clinics who can, at who can at least sit down and look at what you have going I on. Have, I have it. They always refer me for attorney for the situation. I'm talking about the police the mayor, the prosecutor. I reached out May the 9th, went in person to the chief of police, and they all turned me away and wanted to see what I had and wanted to take my with my evidence and look at it, and I wouldn't give it to them so they won't pay attention because they won't believe me what's happening, so they destroyed my proof, so I won't give it to them. So have you talked with, like, a free legal clinic? Yes, I had legal aid service, Christian legal. You know, even my doctors and stuff, the police went to them and told them to don't test the evidence that I had. And I I quit going there because they denied me my proof when they told me to come in when it happened again, bring the evidence in. And then the police contacted them and they wouldn't take a sample of it at the DNA and see what's on it at Community East. And they all know that I've been reporting this. And I told them I'm not going to give up because I won't just. So how about this? If you've reached out to all the people you've reached out to and some of the people that I was going to tell you to, you've already talked to, would you mind giving out your phone number? There may be somebody listening right now who might be able to help you. Yes, even Andre Corson. All of them, I have reached out to them. I'm sick and tired. Nobody listened to me. Yes, I have. And I got dates and tans wrote down and everything. Yes, I'm telling the truth, and I'm not going to let it go. All right. Why don't you give out your phone number? Somebody listening might be able to help you. 
but I don't want no host on my phone, but it's 317-372-4790. And downtown got cameras. So May the 9th, when I went in myself personally to all them places, they walk away from me. Even the prosecutor did. I was, I'm the one keep calling you and leaving a message. He just walked and got on the elevator. May the 9th of last year. All right. Well, I hope that there's somebody out there you never know who's listening that might and be able news, to reach want, out to you. Okay. I want the news to know that when I called them, they said they looked into it and that I was crazy. So I don't want them reaching out to me because y'all didn't believe me then. And I'm still telling the truth, and I got proof of the truth of what I'm saying. All right. Good luck to you. Hopefully somebody out there can uh, it will give you a phone call who can actually help, all right? Thank you very much. I'm glad I heard this on the radio. You're welcome. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. It's open lines time. What's on your mind? Give us a call. 317-239-1009. We're just talking with you. Seeing what's happening on your street. What do you want folks to know? What's on your mind? What do you want to share? What do we need to pay attention to for this next upcoming week? I am watching right now. There's been a, a, a multiple shootings that have uh, popped off over the past 24 hours. One of them just happening this morning on the west side across from uh, Ben Davis High School in those apartments on uh, 10th Street. So no details yet, but police are uh, headed that way. And uh, so we're... Pray, praying for that situation that uh, we don't have a, another homicide. But no doubt, uh, a shooting there, a shooting on the south side last night, and a shooting involving some uh, juveniles. So a lot happening. Obviously, that's a conversation that whether it's the mayor candidates or whoever uh, is always talking uh, about the crime. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How are you doing this morning? Good, Paul. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Greetings to everybody. I just wanted to point out a couple of things. Uh, the president, Joe Biden, he offered uh, money and more weapons to Ukraine instead of actually stopping Russia. So my point there is, is that these people, um, they, they, they only believe in violence. And uh, the only way we're going to have peace is to understand. And, and I want to say this to, to just the people of color with these educations and carrying on. How come y'all don't research the history of these Caucasians so that we can get our land back? This land belongs to us. Now, let me ask now, you. Wait a minute, wait a minute before you do, Cameron. Mm -hmm, go ahead. I, I, well, well, no, go ahead and ask me. I'm not going to forget. Um, I just wanted to know, you know, you talked about Biden and not um, getting involved, not not stopping Russia. How how does he stop Russia without causing World War Three? Um, and more violence. Go over there and simply say, hey, this is wrong and you need to stop this right now. And then if because, again, like I said, these people are bloodthirsty. They, they're not they're not looking for peace. And it's hard to try to go. You can't get peace from people that are total chaos. You, you I mean, just look at the example that the uh, candidate said earlier about the uh, streets up here in North, uh, Carmel and up there, how they're taking care of them and not taking care of us. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing that benefits us. And if there's some folks of color out there that think that this is our fault, everything that's going on is created by them. This is created by them. And we're not going to get any solutions. And again, the candidate said this, if we unite, they cannot stop us. 
If we go and pull our children out of these schools, they can't stop us. The schools, even the, the things that we that they teach us in school are lies. Y'all want to yeah, I mean, it was a black man that started a Republican Party and now it's controlled by the Caucasians. And that's all parties are controlled by them. They need to return to their land, give us our resources back instead of giving us programs so that we can be have a peaceful life because we are peaceful, loving people. And these people are not. OK, so in order for us to get any type of peace, we need to start the process of removing them, their constitutions and everything else and sending them back. We can govern ourselves. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the young lady. And there was I, I wish I could get out there and help her some kind of way because we need to help each other. And I know she's telling the truth. OK, it's the truth, y'all, that they're afraid of. And I would like for everybody of color to start researching so we can get some facts. And if Cameron is going to be uh, hosting this show to get this information out here, then we need to take full advantage right now before they remove him and offer him a great job somewhere else so this program can stop. So we need to act now. All right, so Paul. everybody have a wonderful day. Um, and, 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 again, there's no selfishness in loving ourselves. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? This is LeVar Hardy. LeVar, good morning. You're live on the yeah, air. Um, I'm um, sick and sad in here at Willow Springs Nursing Home. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think God's ready for me to come and see him in glory. But when he does, I'll fess up. Well, I hope that everything is okay and that you are improving, no? Uh, no improvement. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I might have to be cremated, so, you know, that's going to be... I have a little spirit. My, my wife, she has a little spirit. We might meet up. we probably end up meeting up, and I'll take her to this close area. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wishing you the best, and I'm uh, thank you for listening. And uh, uh-huh. and we will uh, we will wish the be- best wishes your direction. All right. Just stay with me. Thank you. Good luck. All right. All right. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, how are you today, Kevin Reynolds? I'm good. How are you? Okay, uh, I was just wanting to know, is there any way that you can have Indigo back on your station? Yes. There is a lot of things that they're doing right. That you said that you dropped out for just, you said that they're not doing right or they are doing right? No, they are not doing right. Their drivers are not doing what they are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Okay, like, I'm a handicap. Mm-hmm. I'm on a, a rollator. Mm-hmm. And instead of them letting the ramp out to let handicapped people on and off, they prefer to get up off the bus and build my walker up, which I'm high-risk fall. 
and everything, if you does not let that bus all the way down like it's supposed to be down, if I trip and fall, you are going to be totally liable. Mm-hmm. And I figure that they need to get on the radio again because they are not doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as they got a lot of young drivers driving now. I know you know that, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they're training them properly like they are supposed to be training them. Because if they are, they won't be driving the bus like they on the racetrack. And then again, they won't be making turns like there's nobody sitting in the handicap seat. They don't have seat belts there for people that's on rollator. But they do have seat belts for wheelchairs. And I think that they need to be more careful. Now, have you reached out to a supervisor or somebody at Indigo about what you've been experiencing? Uh, yes, I have. And don't seem like nothing's being done yet. Okay. When you when you do that, um, what what have they told you? Uh, they just told me that they're going to look into it. And uh, they will look at the cameras and things like that. But... I still haven't heard anything back from none of them. And is there a particular reason when they're not, when they're uh, getting up out of the seat to lift your uh, equipment onto the bus, is there, are they telling you why they're doing it, that that maybe the ramp is not working or something? Well, no, because most of the times the ramps are working, and I have seen them working. And, like, if they stop at a bus stop, they want me to lift that walker up, which I can't lift that walker up. That's the reason why I asked them to put the ramp down. And that's the reason why you have the ramp on the bus. Mm-hmm. Even when you stop at a bus stop and let me off the bus, you are supposed to be letting that ramp down. You know that I got on the bus with a rollator. I'm going to get off with the rollator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think that that really needs to be looked into because if anything happened, just like the bus, it was on the news. The bus ran over that veteran. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, they could have killed that man. Well, and then what What would they have to say it? Well, you asked, could we have Indigo come back on? And the answer is yes. We will uh, get that in the works. We get it when you, we're due for an update anyway. And we'll certainly ask. But make sure when you're con- when you, if you are having situations that you um, let them know as soon as possible and with as much detail as possible, all right? Okay, I sure will. I can do that. All right. You have a good day, and we'll talk later. Okay, you have a good day, uh, Kevin. All right, 317. I look forward to seeing you on the news. Thank you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hi. So I want to say one thing. I, I, I seriously thank you for what you're doing for the community. I've given us a, a way for us to speak and be heard. But in saying that, my name is Mia, Mm -hmm. but in saying that, in saying that, there was a gentleman about three, four calls back. Mm -hmm. I had to rebuttal what he said. Mm -hmm. I I work in the medical field, 
And one of the things I do, I, uh, I help people get um, necessities they need for medical insurance, for any outside uh, 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 revenues that they don't know about it. I love to give people knowledge that I learned to give it because knowledge is power. With that being said, the gentleman that you were speaking to earlier, he made me cross my mind like, what in the hell is he saying? He's my language. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say this is because the things that were coming out here, first of all, he said them. He called them them. And we oh, you're talking about Paul. Okay. If, if, if another person of another race call us them or they, we will be offended. Mm -hmm. Us as the black people, culture, mm -hmm. we are racist within ourselves. We are biased within ourselves. And we have to get the knowledge behind us before we can speak what we do not know. Mm -hmm. For instance, the gentleman was asking, why don't we, why would Biden not go over there and just stop the Russians? And you pointed out very well, it will cause more bloodshed. The gentleman continue on stating what he believes. And I respect that. But you have to have knowledge before you speak. Mm -hmm. We cannot, as you said, he said, Biden, we go over there and, and he, Biden go over there and close it out. Does he not know the lives that we will lose for us Americans, as black folks, uh, people of color? No, it's not worth it. With that being said, thank you so much again thank for you. having <laughs> this opportunity, this outlet for us. You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Pay some bills. That's a quick, and I do mean quick, two-minute commercial break, Sky. We'll come right back, and then we'll finish out the show with more open lines. So call 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. If you're hearing my voice through the phone right now, stay right there. That means you're up next. If you're getting a busy signal, keep calling. If you're getting a ringing sound, that means you got a shot. 317-239-1009. More open lines coming up in two minutes. Open Lines is Indy's favorite Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. And no sooner than I said it earlier here on the show... Uh, that there was a shooting on the west side of Indianapolis uh, and that we hoped there would not be another homicide. Unfortunately, I have to come back and report to you that that has now been updated uh, to that there has been one person shot and killed on the west side of Indianapolis. That's at 10th and uh, Girl School Road right across from Ben Davis in those apartments uh, behind the uh, Planet Fitness. So uh, the very latest happening right now. And unfortunately, the violence continues here this morning. That, of course, is a topic that many of you bring up. Mayoral candidates bring up um, another one has happened here uh, this morning. And that, of course, is unfortunate. There have been a number of other shootings that have happened overnight as well. That one just happened here this morning uh, during the show. So uh, more details on that coming up. Now back to open lines. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Let's 
go to call, I think three was next. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, guy. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. You know, I, I see bigger things for uh, Naptown. Me too. Um, uh, it's growing. It's going to just take a while for us to see bigger things. I think some of us have narrow views. I'm kind of confused and kind of wondering why uh, – I know it's going to shake a core. Mm-hmm. Why, black people, why black people are so racist. Um, Paul gets on here and say, send white people back where they came from. Um, I'm trying to figure why does he say says that and all white people don't come from Europe. Um, I'm just kind of wondering where he's getting his research from. And if we did send all white people back to Europe, um, who would we depend on? Because black people, we depend on white people. Um, um, I know that sounds weird, but some of us, we would go crazy without white people. Um, I don't know why we are so hard on white people and why Paul keep on saying white people was our problem. And really, they're not. If we would get off our butts and do something, um, for one one thing, uh, majority of black people in the inner city don't even vote. I don't think Paul vote. If you get up and vote and do something, maybe things will improve. White people is not our problem. White supremacy is not our problem. I think it might be us the way we think. And I wish he quit saying send all white people back to where they came from. Because when you look at your blood, some of us are, are white. So go get your DNA test. It ain't about color. It's about your mindset. We can change we can we can change these little problems that we have if older black people would get off their butts and do something. Hey, have a good one. All right, thank you. 317-239-1009-317-239-1009-317-239-1009. Let's go to caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Dietrich. D- good morning. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. So I think Paul is on point, and I think that uh, black folks get up on themselves and do some. They take stuff from black folks. I don't know what history my caller just talked about, but a lot of our black people, we don't know our history. It needs to be pumped in history. What did he think that Ned Turner stood for? Harriet Tumpkin, W. Easy Boys, the Black Panthers. They had to go outside the realm to open up and let things to know what was exposed. And let me say this. All white people are not bad, but white people have oppressed us in this world, especially in Indianapolis. And that Indigo, that Indigo needs to sit down with them drivers. I love my black sisters, some of them, but they are so nasty. You ask them which way you want to go, where you they just look at you. You're getting paid to work with the public. Mm-hmm. You're getting hours. You, you got a job after after COVID nineteen. Why are you so nasty with you know, and I know that see if somebody, you know, it just uh, violence. It, 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 them, them, them bus drivers, they were nasty. They were nasty. But uh, earlier on, yeah, Indianapolis is getting better. Mm-hmm. It is getting better. But we need the right leadership in. You know, and, and I'm a black man living in Indianapolis, and it's hard. It's hard, but I'm not giving up because I have God and I got knowledge of myself. But for him to go in there and talk about Paul, like, Paul, and then we have uh, we have uh, 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 Obama helping uh, Biden. He's an older man, and he's doing what he can do so this white supremacist won't pull over, spill over. You know, so the black man and the woman are down, and we've been down for generations. 
We need to know our history so we can have strength in ourselves and love for ourselves and let these people, this, 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 this broken system, open up the doors for brown and black people so we can be fair, so we can live luxury and have nice bank accounts and nice homes and nice families. You know, so this city, this city, it, it, it's, it's coming together. Our hope is coming together. But my man just talked about Paul Powell was on point, but are you tripping, man? Right. Thanks for letting me. Thanks for letting me call. All right, call. no problem. I don't know. Uh, Paul has uh, struck a nerve with uh, with a couple people today. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. And I keep thinking about that caller. I can't remember his name, uh, who was uh, sitting in the uh, assisted living facility this morning, just listening to the radio, thinking about his wife, and I don't know why. It, now he now I'm thinking about him. So I know he's still listening. So hey, we won't forget about you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey Cameron. I'm gonna take my little last 30 seconds. Fifteen. I got 15 five minutes seconds. left. Okay. First of all, I'm very educated. Secondly, the Caucasians, these Caucasus Mountains that they came from. Revelations chapter one, verse fourteen and fifteen. Read that. Ask yourself, why are we being treated the way that we are being treated? There are some facts for you. And y'all need to do your research because Paul knows exactly what he's talking about. And once we separate ourselves, we won't have to worry about sending our people of color over to anybody's war. These people start wars and they and they are the creators of it. All right. So know what the facts are, because I do. All right, Paul. Thanks for calling back in. Uh-huh. All right, yeah, you struck a nerve with some folks this morning. 317-239-1009. Four minutes left in the show. Four minutes. We're going to have to make our calls a little bit shorter because the phones keep ringing. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hello, this is you. You're live on the air. Who's this? Hi, yes, I'm calling because I'm a native to this city, mm-hmm. and I just want to say that it is very frustrating and disgusting with all of the violence. Mm-hmm. that is taking over our city, especially when it comes down to our young people. And I just want to say this. If we are burying so many of our young people and our young people are our future, what is the future? Thank you for your Thank call. you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Three minutes left in the show. We've got Brandon uh, coming up here on Hot and then Reverend Al getting ready to do his show on WTLC. So we will make sure we leave some time for them. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Brenda. Brenda, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Yes, I'm going to address the issue. I have a granddaughter that went to school just about a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. They forced her out of school because she's pregnant and she's taking a class to be a nurse assistant Mm -hmm. over there behind the um, Ben Davis High School. Mm -hmm. And she's had her COVID shot. And the director or whoever the lady is that's running the class put her out of the class because she didn't want to have extra shots while she's pregnant and she's five months. Uh, pregnant, and she don't want to take shots mm-hmm. until later mm-hmm. after she has the baby. But she's going to put her out of class. Where was this at? Behind Ben Davis. What's the uh, what is what is that behind Ben Davis? It's a 
career center. Is it is it the Ben Davis Career Center? Uh, I didn't see the word Ben Davis on it, but you have to go up in the lot, the back of the building. Okay. Have you reached out to the school to ask what what's the... Well, I don't have a number for them, but she just told me this week that she I have, was taking her, and then she started going on her own. And she did real good in class. When they took their test, she made a B plus. And for her to get put out of school for an update COVID shot, mm-hmm. I don't think that was uh, the right call. You know. Well, can you get us some more information about um, the, the name of the place or uh, an address or a phone number, and, and then maybe we can go from there because that's interesting. Yes. Yes, I most definitely will. All right. All right. Good luck to you, and uh, congratulations on what will soon be a new babe. Thank you. All right. 317-239-1009. Actually. Uh, we got, we got a 90 seconds left in the show. This will be our last caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You got 30 seconds. Who's this? You're on the, on the air. Gail. Gail, what's on your mind? Go for it. Um, I think the gentleman was on the right path. Um, we, as a, a race, we, uh, cause mo- most of our problems. We do more harm to ourselves and each other than than white people do. We we keep blaming them for everything. We can't keep blaming them for everything. Uh we have to start doing more for ourselves and then and look within ourselves and our families and as a culture. We we are trying to be educated and and uh go forward and and help one another. Um, I just think people need to start looking at themselves. All right, Gail. Thank you so much for calling in. That's the end of our show. Appreciate you. You are our last caller. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. It is 8.59 and it is time to get out of the way for Brandon. He's about to come on the air on 100.9 and Reverend Al getting ready to come on the air from New York on 106.7 WTLC. I'm done on the air for today, but I'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. on CBS 4 Morning News and at 4 a.m. on Fox 59 Morning News. We're back here next Sunday on the radio, same time, same stations, live at 8. I'm Indy's Newsman. Enjoy the last day of winter. We'll see you next spring. Bye.